This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Now we do know that Libya has had these floods, right? Um, and they really brought about chaos and corruption in um, in in the area. And it really is devastating because there are people that have lost their lives as well. But apparently there have been warnings um, that the Derna Dam may burst when, and those warnings went unheeded. And so this is now the situation that Libya finds itself in, of course, now trying to find, um, you know, rescue and recovery efforts are now underway in Libya. Let's touch base with Ayat Mnena, who is a Libyan um, based in Canada, however. But Ayat is going to speak to us about the situation, um, as Ayat understands it, of course. That's what's taking place currently in um, Libya. Good morning to you, Ayat. Thank you so much for your time. Hello. uh, Good morning. Thank you for having me. So I know that you are based in Canada, um, but I'd like to know, you know, what you've heard from your relatives who are in Libya, um, who experienced these floods and what the aftermath has been for them. Uh, yes. Um, so I trace uh, both sides of my family back to uh, Derna, which is the city where the two major floods um, uh, broke, mm-hmm. essentially, from the weight of the water and and unleashed these floods onto the city. Um I, my relatives kind of tell me about the mass devastation and destruction that they've seen in their in their beloved hometown. Um, they describe it as unrecognizable. Sure. Uh, the series of events that they had to go through as something that you cannot describe in words. Um, they spent uh, hours in the middle of the the night. Um, those in the the neighborhoods that were essentially underwater uh, in order to survive had to um, escape to the rooftops Mm. essentially and hang on for hours Um, they you know enduring this um, event they obviously did not know you know how long they would have to wait um, you know on these rooftops and and what was happening around them they could not know what was happening in the neighborhoods surrounding them or what was the fate of their loved ones that lived elsewhere in the city. So, um, you know, very, very uh, horrific uh, scenes that they had to live through. Mm. And, you know, you can just imagine, as they say, it looks unrecognizable. Of course, you know, mm. with, you, you just see it on TV, how bad the situation really looks um, in Libya. But we do know, Ayat, that experts and citizens say there have been sufficient warnings that the tragedy was likely to happen. Do you know what government's response was then to these warnings, if they actually took them seriously at all? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, um, the the maintenance of the dams has been something that has has been um, inherited by various governments over the years, um, dating back to 2002, which was the the, the last cited maintenance date that the that the dams went through, which would have taken us back to the former regime. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
post um, 2011 where the uprisings took place and there was a change in regime. And then we've seen subsequent governments that have come through the country. Um, and each one in their own turn has neglected to act on these warnings, these studies, these well-established schedules that they should maintain uh, such a large piece of infrastructure. Uh, and yes, they have gone unheeded. Um, in fact, uh, funds have been allocated in the past and 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 int intended for the use of this maintenance. And those funds have been, you know, usurped by those corrupt um, officials. Um, it's hard to point the finger because uh, everybody is responsible at this stage after you have lost um, thousands of lives and counting and, and thousands and thousands more displaced now and uh, an entire city uh, destroyed. Mm. And I mean, entire city destroyed and families also, you know, that have... Mm lost their loved ones. Do we know, I mean, we do know that there's some aid that has gone into Libya to assist um, and as, assist, you know, the government really to find people, but also to, you know, give aid, you know, things like, you know, whatever is needed um, during a time mm. like this, blankets or just to assist the families that are, that need the help as best as possible. The response from government, how has that been, um, from what you've been told sure. by your relatives, I mean, it's the 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 response in terms of um, you know regular people from all over the country, as well as in the diaspora, as well as some international communities, have really come together to respond to this crisis in an emergency. But the coordination of a government of uh, authorities in the region and in the country have been very lacking, very disappointing. Um, and that really puts the city and its people at stake. It's those early immediate responses that were needed to rescue those that maybe were waiting uh, stranded on some points to to be rescued or under rubble or or in the water and that failure to have an emergency response to be able to strategize and coordinate various parts of the aid be it recovery be it food be it medicine water supply all of these have have just you could say the authorities have really fumbled the ball here and i i can't say that it's because they want to do a good job and, and just aren't up to par i really it's it's just a continuation of the neglect and serious corruption and the lack of accountability uh that the governments wherever they may be east and west um uh fail to to continue to hold themselves up to to any 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 standard uh this is a government that does not serve its people um and and again cannot point the finger at any one entity everybody is responsible for this right now in terms of authority in libya in terms of the results of this disaster and the aftermath which they are not handling well uh, in fact um a week or we're almost two weeks into the the aftermath there is very little understanding of what's happening on the ground. There's been a tightening of security. There has been a tightening of, of coverage of media. Media mm -hmm. are told what they can and cannot cover. There have been 
um, reports of deta detention of those that are arranging for protests or speaking out. And so we're seeing, um, you know, a really sinister turn of events here. Uh, I, I worry about the future of this city. I worry about what's going to happen. And, and there is a call for an international inquiry into what, take, what has taken place here. Because as you said, there were serious warnings. This could have been prevented in terms of the scale of loss. There are families, loved ones, but also histories. There are families that have lost 60, 100 and more members. Mm. And, and it, is, it is a huge devastation. It indeed is. You know, and you speak about the aid that has come in. Do you think it is sufficient enough, um, mm -hmm. the aid that has gone into Libya, you know, to assist those that, right. have, that, that need as much assistance as possible? You know, I think it's it's a question of what happens to the aid when it gets there. You know, there there needs to be perhaps expertise as well as aid being um, uh, put in, in, in the situation to address it. We have a government with a history of the lack of accountability and know-how. Perhaps there is that neglect that they simply just don't know what to do. And so there needs to be that transparency and accountability held here. Where does where is the aid going? Who mm. is taking this aid? Who is receiving it? And these are questions that we do not have answers for. We see some of the emergency um, responses happening, the recovery. There's governments that have sent teams to help with that. We have the Libyan Red Crescent that's helping recover people. But the rest of that, you know, where it, where is the money going or where are the foodstuffs or the medicine? What is happening on the ground? That is a big question. Mm. And I'm guessing then we are hoping that government has learned some kind of lesson. I mean, them also mm. trying to, you know, block media freedom mm. and what is being reported shows that they may be experiencing some kind of embarrassment from what has happened because they didn't heed the calls that were made years ago. Yeah, they, they definitely are exposed here. Mm. And I think that they see this could be a really huge tipping point, not just in the city of Derna, not just in the east, but the entire country um, could really um, react to this and it could turn into uh, a huge mobilization against the government or perhaps to hold them accountable. And they do not want that. And that's what they're trying to um, silence. They're trying to quiet the, the kind of the spotlight that is happening on Derna because they don't want it to blow back on them. Um, and unfortunately, it, it just exposes for, you know, their intentions here. They really aren't here to help address what's happening. They'd rather it just go away. Mm. Ayat, thank you so much for your time and really sharing what, you know, the situation that is in Libya, um, we can only hope for the best going forward, especially for mm. those that are alive. Um, we really do hope that, you know, they are able to piece their lives together somehow and move forward from this yes. tragedy. Yes. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And thank you for your coverage. And I and I urge you to continue to to keep an eye on on the situation moving forward. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Ayat Mnena is a Libyan based in Canada, really just speaking about her family's experience, but also um, what has been taking place there and the role that government has played, actually, in these very floods. Yes, it's a natural disaster, but they were warned about those dams and that they have aged and that they need to be fixed. Um, and those warnings were not heeded to. 
You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.